0: Welcome back to Six Button, the video games podcast. I'm your host, Des, and E3 is going on right now. So, next week you're going to get our full reactions to all the stuff that happened in E3. But this week, we're just going to post up a little short. Jace is going to talk about another one of these mobile MMOs. So, stick around, enjoy. Next week, we talk about Cyberpunk, Halo, all that stuff. Well... Des isn't here, so we're going to have a little fun. Um, I'm going to be talking about mobile games. And really one specific mobile game uh, that's caught my attention because of just how blatant of a rip-off. Well, that might be a bit unkind. How blatantly inspired this game is by World of Warcraft. Um, The game is called World of Kings. And best as I can tell, it's a available on Android and iOS. And World of Kings is, you know, it's it's much in the same vein as a lot of other mobile MMOs in that, um, you know, it, it's very much like a, I want to say like a passive experience. It's not as active as some of the first generation mobile MMOs, like Order of Chaos, for example, which, you know, Order of Chaos, if you haven't played it, really... You know, that game really tried to emulate what a traditional MMO was, except on your phone. And it was pretty popular. You know, a lot of people played Order of Chaos. uh, And it was so popular that they, they actually came out with a sequel for that game. Well, I'm not sure exactly what happened. It probably had to do with the fact that it's kind of difficult to monetize something like that. I want to say that they may have even had subscriptions for that game. On different platforms, it was sort of released on everything. It was released on obviously Android and iOS, but I think it even had, was on Windows Phone and and Ouya, and even Windows and Mac. So there was really, I think, kind of an idea to you know have a MMO that was you know multi-platform for real, something that you could play on your computer and then take with you. And, I mean, the concept was really cool, but somewhere along the lines, you know, I think these developers realized that this sort of thing was. I don't know if it wasn't catching on or if it was difficult to monetize and <clears throat> MMOs really changed on mobile. And nowadays they're, like I said, a very much a, a passive affair and, and World of Kings is no exception. If you've ever played one of these games then you will be really familiar with, with sort of the tropes and, and, uh, and the sameness that a lot of these games have. So most of them have, okay, you're, you pick like a, a gender locked class, um, you pick between one or two hairstyles, it's kind of like the you know the old Korean MMOs where you know the the deep customization wasn't really the point. Now I know that you know the Korean MMOs have definitely you know moved on from there, and things like Black Desert have extremely deep customization, and even Terra you know um, had more customization. Anyway, uh, mobile MMOs are usually focused to just a couple of classes just a couple of customization options and they're very sort of Korean inspired. You know, there's a very deep Asian influence in most of these games. And essentially what you do is, is you tap on an objective and you watch your character sort of complete that objective. Um, And then you do that until you get to some point in the game, which could be, I mean, just hours and hours in uh, where there is an activity that, would require, say, your active participation in order for you to be effective, whether that's raiding or PvP. But that usually doesn't happen until way late in the game. And before you even get to that point, there is this sort of auto-progression that happens by having your character do these automatic quests. And then there's a side progression, sort of a side game loop of you know, enhancing your gear. And a lot of these games will have systems where um, you'll have a piece of gear, and then you find other less valuable pieces of gear and you use those less valuable pieces to then upgrade the good piece that you found. And then sometimes you need to have like, you know, five or six of a de- decent piece of gear to then upgrade that into an even better piece of gear. And it creates this really um, sort of long grind of, of preparing your character for you're not really quite sure what. And maybe that's the appeal to some people. And that system is just built for, like, loot box culture, right? Because you can, say, spend money and buy a loot box that will allow you to skip a lot of that gear tier grind that happens. Um, And in some cases, it'll even let you skip the actual advancement of your character, so your character levels, whether by leveling faster or by, you know, just providing some quality of life stuff. A lot of these things. So costumes, basically, if if there's something in the game that you want, a lot of these uh, mobile MMOs will allow you to pay to get there fast. So, World of Kings. And, you know, really most of these games probably aren't worth talking about. I think, you know, of all of them, uh, Lineage 2 Revolution is probably the best, and it's the one that I definitely played the most, and I have the most time in, and I actually enjoyed quite a bit, even though, like I said, a lot of it is sort of automatic. um, It's still, it has a really good presentation to it and I was a really big fan of lineage 2 so the world interested me and the rating really did actually require you to play so once I got to that point I, I had a lot of fun with it um, but the rest of them are, are not anywhere near that level of quality World of Kings though is interesting because while it has a lot of that same um, it has a lot of those same pitfalls of the auto pathing and the gear grind This game is remarkably influenced by World of Warcraft. Like, uh, my understanding is that Apple has a pretty, a pretty, uh, their app. So when somebody submits an app to Apple, they're very diligent about making sure that it's of a certain quality, uh, that it doesn't have any, you know, whatever unnecessary privacy concerns that it doesn't, you know, uh, infringe on copyrights, that it doesn't look, they they have a process for, for vetting apps that get submitted to their store. And it's rather curious to me how something like this was able to make it through such a process because it is so influenced by World of Warcraft. The the game is aesthetically identical. So some of the main cities, like right when you start playing, you're like, oh my gosh, this is Orgrimmar. And then you kind of do a couple quests. You're like, oh my gosh, this is Stormwind and the armor sets are identical. Uh the it even has like a preview system for armor like in like in World of Warcraft, you know, sort of a, a, like a transmog kind of thing. It has the floating airships, even the sounds and the music of the game really are what I would say kind of like remixes of uh, you know, World of Warcraft compositions. So it's it's really kind of interesting how in how something like this could even be made at the same time because it is so familiar it makes it sort of fun you know and it and it has a again much like world of warcraft it has you know like like a dungeon finder so you can kind of go enter this queue system and then you would get uh you know it's interesting right because i'm not exactly sure whether or not the the people that i got paired up with are people themselves or if they're bots, it it it's really hard to tell because when everybody is sort of like automatically doing things, it's hard to tell whether or not that they're people. Um, but it does have, you know, PvP, uh, dungeons. Uh, it has a gear system that's based on the same sort of color. There's these kind of, I'm not exactly sure if I would call them public quests or not but there seems to be these kind of open worldy sort of boss fight um situations where again what are presumably other people are participating in you know uh like some sort of world event so it's interesting and having such a deep world of Warcraft aesthetic <coughs> and me being such a big fan of the game I have to admit that I find myself playing this thing and Even though it has all of this uh, auto-pathing and all of these really what are not great features of mobile games, um, it is kind of fun to have Pocket World of Warcraft, I have to admit. I think it's found something of an audience because the the chat seems to be filled with all kinds of different people. I see a lot of what I assume is uh, Portuguese in the chat. And that may be just the server that I happen to have selected. I, You know, it suggested a server, and I just picked it. But they're people, and at least in the chat. Again, I can't speak for, for certain about, like, the teams and, and the dungeons and stuff. But at least in the chat, the, these are people, and they're talking about the game. I, I believe the game is relatively new, so it could also be part of that, that there's just this, you know, there's there's this crowd That sort of follows these games and they just happen to be on this one right now. That could also be the case. So, World of Kings, I think is definitely worth a download. Oh, that reminds me. One of the other things that's been recently happening in these sort of uh, auto MMOs, for lack of a better term, is that they've really sort of increased the graphical fidelity to kind of take advantage of, you know, some of these modern uh, devices. You know, a a relatively new um, iPhone or Galaxy device is quite powerful. And um, these games are starting to take advantage of that. These auto MMOs are starting to take advantage of that. And World of Kings is no exception. You're able to run the game at the native resolution of the device, and it will allow you to... um, do 60 frames per second, you can turn on anti-aliasing, there's all of this customization in terms of fidelity which I think is really cool and that's probably also cool for people that have like lower end devices, right? So they can scale the resolution down or they can lock it to 30 frames per second um, I'm running it maxed out and I haven't I mean all these games are like tough on the battery that's just the nature of it you know, uh, to keep devices thin Uh, The batteries are small, and that's just the way it is. So, um, like most uh, phone games, it it does have a battery drain when you really crank up the frame rate, but I think it's totally worth it. I mean, it's not like I'm going to sit here and play this thing for hours. It's kind of something that, uh, you know, will kill the time, you know, when you can't play quote-unquote real games. But if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, I think it's imperative to check this game out because it it is it's almost like uh it's almost like fan service. It's almost kind of like fan fiction in a way, right? Because it's it's so tightly it's so obviously influenced by World of Warcraft that it really does feel like you're playing a mobile version of WoW. Kind of makes me wonder not wonder. I guess it almost makes me excited about Diablo Immortal, right? Because if a some random game developer can make a game that sort of captures the World of Warcraft Aesthetic so well, and it's not even Blizzard. What will Blizzard do when they have final say on a product of their own IP? So, the one thing I do hope for Diablo Immortal is that it, it is that they remove this uh, auto because I don't think that the for an MMO the auto questing thing I can almost see an argument for having it in a mobile game, but with something like Diablo, I think it's just simply too. Uh, It's too, like, action-based for there to be um, auto-combat and auto-questing. That's not to say that Diablo Immortal won't have it or that it even won't likely have it, but I I don't think they should. Um, You know, again, it's one of these things where I wonder if people say they don't want auto-questing, but then they don't actually do the quests if if the game doesn't have it because every time you go to the reviews on one of these games you know the the reviews are almost always filled with oh it's another one of these you know you don't actually play you just sort of you know whatever select a quest and there's a lot of criticism about the autoplay mechanic and uh but at the same time I don't think they would continue to do it if if people weren't Playing these games. I mean, there's obviously some sort of audience, right? So, yeah, World of Kings. Uh, Wow, Auto MMO. Uh, Check it out.